the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. Welcome to the interview with Hugh Hewitt, sponsored by AndrewandTodd.com. Andrew and Todd are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. They help you with all your real estate lending needs. If you're refinancing your home, if you're buying a new home, if you're a senior who wants a reverse mortgage, if you're a veteran who doesn't want to put any money down, whatever it is, if you're in the private real estate market for yourself, and maybe you want an investment property, try AndrewandTodd.com or call 888 Now on to the interview with Hugh Hewitt. 33 minutes after the hour, America, I'm Hugh Hewitt, joined by the next governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. I say that, and it's not just a hope. I think the polling is going to show that. Glenn Youngkin, welcome back. Good to see you again. Great to see you as well. And we've had a big week following the convention, uh, pulling Virginians together to, yes, be the next governor of Virginia. So, Glenn Youngkin, let's assume there's some people who don't know you from Adam that weren't listening for the few times we talked before the election. Would you give them the, 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 the information, the basic background on Glenn Youngkin and why you want to run Virginia for four years? So I'm a homegrown Virginian, and I've had a chance to live the American dream. I, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I worked my way up. Uh, I ended up after a 25-year career at a firm called the Carlisle Group, having a chance to run it. And last summer... I was uh, so frustrated and angry about the direction of Virginia and, by the way, the state of the Republican Party in Virginia that I left my job and am running for governor. And what I'm seeing and hearing across Virginia is a coming together of not just Republicans, because Republicans came together in the convention like we haven't in a long time and nominated me as the candidate, along with a great ticket, Winsome Sears and Jason Miares. Um, But as I've been traveling around Virginia today, I'm hearing the exact same thing. We want an outsider. I'm not a politician. I have a 30-year business career. I know how to get things done. I know how to deliver results. And I understand what it means to go to work for Virginians. And I really do believe that Terry McAuliffe and the left liberal uh, uh, backers that he has are just trying to get the office back so he can say he's governor, but he doesn't really care about being governor for Virginians. And that's why I'm running, and that's why I expect to win. The Washington Post, Hugh, even, even said this week that I have a surprisingly good chance to win, and that was the Washington Post. Yeah, I read that and my eyebrows went up because that is unusual. They love Terry over at the Post. I love Terry McAuliffe because Terry McAuliffe loves me. Let me play for the audience, Terry. I'm Terry McAuliffe, and you should listen to the Hugh Hewitt Show every single day, the greatest radio show in the United States of America. So Terry got one thing right, Glenn Youngkin, in the course of his life. He's right about this radio show. Let's talk a little bit about when you said you were a homegrown. What's unusual about you is that I think you've lived in Richmond, Virginia Beach, and uh, Northern Virginia for your life. I mean, you've actually got a little bit of three feet in the three center areas, you know, the most populous areas of the state. How did that happen? Well, I was I was born in a little part of Richmond called Bonaire. And in seventh grade, my dad lost his job and my mom pulled our family together and and moved us all down to the beach for a bit of a restart. And then I went to junior high school and high school down in Virginia Beach. And and after college and grad school, I I came to back to northern Virginia 27 years ago. And what is fun is everywhere that I go in Virginia, 
folks uh, actually come up to me and say, you're, you know, you're from here. And the reality is I am from Virginia and I am so proud of this great Commonwealth, but I'm so frustrated with where the Democrats over the last eight years have driven her, which is into the ditch. And Virginia should be the best place in America to live and work and raise a family. And we have to get this economy open. We got to get our schools moving and stop teaching our kids what to think and teach our kids how to think. We got to get critical race theory out of the schools. We got to open up accelerated math classes to everybody. And finally, law enforcement and community safety is a big deal in Virginia. Our crime rates are going up. And unfortunately, we have both Terry McAuliffe and Ralph Northam that want to talk about how many people they're letting out of prison as opposed to what they're doing to invest in law enforcement in order to make sure that we have the safest communities. Now, Glenn Youngkin, uh, you just mentioned an issue. You're very nimble on the campaign. I like that a lot about the campaign. When the Board of Education of Virginia said we're no longer going to do accelerated math, I kind of went backwards and said, wait a minute, I got grandkids in Virginia. They can't take math if they're if they're you know, I lack the math gene. You might have the math gene. I lack the math gene. I, I'm a social sciences guy. But if they've got the math gene, it manifests in third grade, second grade, fourth grade. And you jumped on that. Uh, have they backpedaled at all? Did Terry McAuliffe go on record saying he's in favor of shutting down uh, education opportunities for the gifted? Well, worse yet, he didn't say anything about it. <laughs> so here we have here we have our our board, our state board of education come out and say, no, no, well, we're testing this and we're going to test it in Fairfax County, which is the biggest, biggest uh, public school system in Virginia. And oh, by the way, we're going to start an elementary school. So we're going to slow kids down before they can even get started. I mean, this is what they represent. And when when uh, asked about it, Terry talks about the fact he wants to just invest more of all of our money in a failing school systems as opposed to reform them. And at the end of the day, what we know needs to happen is, first of all, we have to introduce competition into our school systems. Virginia has eight charter schools. North Carolina has 190. We haven't even begun to think about the idea that parents should have choice in schools and a child zip code should not determine his or her destiny. And what we must do is introduce these concepts that actually put pressure on schools to lift their game, to actually do the job that school boards and the teachers associations have been asked to do, which is work for families and provide all of Virginia students the chance to run as fast as they can not put them in the slow lane. And I recognize, Hugh, that students learn at different levels, but we absolutely have to allow those that run the fastest to run the fastest. We have to help those that might need some help along the way. I mean, our kids are going to have to compete against students from Florida that have been in school since last August, five days a week. We're going to have to compete against kids in North Carolina that have choices to go to charter schools. We have international competition. And if Virginia's kids want to, in fact, be the best and have a chance to do amazing things, we're going to have to open up our education system to competition, make sure that accelerated math classes are taught all the way through 11th grade, make sure that kids that do the work are awarded advanced diplomas, and allow Virginia's children to run as fast as they can and not put them in the broken down lane. Uh, Glenn Youngkin, uh, we're on all across America right now, and one of those places is Bristol, Virginia, and also Bristol, Tennessee, the city that is divided by a state line. On the Tennessee side of the line, they can have a charter school. 
And in fact, Tennessee is doing all they can to get charter schools there and open them up. If you just talk about education and taxes every day between now and November, I think you'll win. Uh, they're going to want you to talk about a thousand different things. But as a grandparent and as a taxpayer of the Commonwealth, I just want to know about education and taxes. Are you going to try and stay in that center line of American salient issues? Well, I don't even have to try to stay there, Hugh. This is what Virginians want to talk about. They want to talk about jobs, cost of living, and taxes. They want to talk about education, and they want to talk about public safety. And of course, what Terry McAuliffe and his left liberal friends want to talk about is division. They want to, in fact, put us into different buckets and call each other names. And I'm all about bringing Virginians together and making sure that we are, in fact, focused on the most important issues, which, in fact, are jobs, getting our cost of living down through tax decreases, getting our education system actually cranked up so that we provide the best education opportunities and making sure we're investing in our law enforcement as opposed to defunding or taking away qualified immunity, which is going to decimate it. These are the biggest issues on Virginians' minds, not just Republicans. It's Republicans, independents, and Democrats. And where Terry McAuliffe and and this left-wing liberal party has gone is so far off the map to the left that all of Virginia is sitting around saying, my goodness, please don't, please don't make us have a third term of the McAuliffe-Northam administration. And that's why we have such huge support. And that's why, as I said earlier, even the Washington Post recognizes this. And so, Hugh, I'm going to work hard for Virginians, and I can't wait to serve. Now, there is one national security aspect of a state race in the Commonwealth of Virginia, which are the shipyards in Norfolk and Virginia Beach. And uh, during the recent war with Israel, uh, the Democratic Party showed how far left it's gone, and the media showed how far left it's gone by not calling out Hamas as starting this war. There's got to be a community of people who support Israel and the Commonwealth of Virginia, and it's got to be old and it's got to be deep. Did you, are you, will you talk about things like that, our military preparedness, our support for Israel, even though it's a state race? It is kind of quasi-federal to the extent we have such a large federal employee population and defense establishment in Virginia. Yeah, you you bet. First of all, Israel has every right to defend itself and should. And in fact, I'm I'm amazed at where our again, the left liberals in Washington have, in fact, um, not stood up to defend Israel and their right to defend their sovereignty under under this assault. I, I will be very clear. One of my objectives is to make Virginia the most military friendly state in America. And we got to go to work there like we tax the retirement benefits of our retired military. And we, we just can't do that anymore. I want, I want retired military and our veterans to stay in Virginia as opposed to moving to other states because they're the backbone of our communities. They're our best. And I want them in Virginia. But one other thing, Hugh, is this race does have national impact. And what I'm hearing from across the country is this is our moment, in fact, to stand up and say that Virginians representing Americans are in fact not going to concede to this left liberal agenda. And in fact, things like school curriculum and how to build an economy by opening it up and actually cutting regulations and cutting taxes as opposed to through big government. And how are we gonna invest in law enforcement? These are national issues. And sadly, the left liberal agenda um, is waging its war right now in Virginia. And sadly, the casualty is our children in our schools. And so this, this election has absolute national attention and oh, by the way, when, when I am fortunate enough and, and, and privileged enough to go work for all Virginians starting in January after the November election, everyone's going to recognize that what's been happening in Washington to drag our whole country to the left and 
mandate an end to right to work, which will actually force every Virginian to take a portion of their paycheck and give it to Terry McAuliffe's union boss friends that absolutely puts the teachers unions in uh, in stronger control because of what's happened in the COVID spending bill to, uh, to the extent where they actually are trying to get rid of qualified immunity out of Washington, as opposed to allow the states to take care of our own issues. I mean, these are the things that are drawing together, not just Virginians, but Americans. And this is why this election is so important in November. And I am so excited and, and again, so honored to be running as the Republican nominee because we're going to win in November and we're going to put Virginia back where she belongs as the best state in America to live, work and raise a family. Two last questions, Glenn Young. And I, uh, I would like to invite you and Terry to come and debate on the show. He said I'm the best radio show in America, so he should be willing to come. I'll be very fair, by the way. I've done that with uh, Democrats before. I'm very fair. Uh, I'd love to have Terry and you on often if you want to engage with them. But also, would you give us some specifics on the campaign, the metrics by which you're measuring outreach and how people get involved if they want to get involved? Where do they get involved? Yes. Yeah, so please join us at our website at youngkinforgovernor.com. It's Y-O-U-N-G-K-I-N for governor.com. You can follow us on social media is at, at Glenn Youngkin. And we are, in fact, traveling all around Virginia. This has been grassroots. And, Hugh, as you know, the way that the way the nominating process started was traveling 25,000 miles over a 14 week period and meeting tens of thousands of Virginians. And we're just sticking with the plan. This is about Virginians. This isn't about me. This is, this is about Virginians and making sure they know that I'm going to go work for them. And so we're running the exact same uh, game plan. And oh, by the way, it's resonating in a large way. And uh, that's what's so exciting is Virginians are ready for a different kind of leader. They're ready for an outsider, someone who doesn't bring 40 years of political baggage and deals, somebody who actually tells the truth. <laughs> They actually want someone who's going to tell the truth, you. And, and this is the hallmark of my, of my life and my career. People know I'm a man of faith. And I just fundamentally believe in serving people, telling the truth, and getting things done. And I think that's why I have so much momentum right now. Keep coming back, Glenn Youngkin. I look forward to talking to you frequently between now and November. Be well. YunkinforGovernor.com. Follow him at Glenn Youngkin on Twitter. Welcome back, America. It's Hugh Hewitt. As polls begin to come in over the utterly catastrophic turn of events in Afghanistan, President Biden's standing is plummeting. There will be two referenda on the president in the next two months, one in California on the recall and the other in Virginia, where my guest Glenn Youngkin is running against old line Terry McAuliffe, longtime friend of Joe Biden, DNC chair during Joe Biden's years in the White House. Uh, Glenn Youngkin, welcome back. How goes the campaign for Virginia's governorship? Well, good morning, Hugh. Thank you so much for having me. And the campaign is going really, really well. This race is neck and neck. And everywhere we go, there's huge enthusiasm. Crowds are big. And folks are just ready for a change. And they've seen what single-party rule in Washington has resulted in. They've seen what single-party rule in Virginia has resulted in. And it's dragged our great commonwealth way left. They're trying to make us California East, and Virginians are standing up and saying, no, not for us. I mean, it's no longer you Republicans against Democrats. It's actually Virginians standing up against this left liberal progressive agenda, which has just changed so much in Virginia so quickly, and folks are ready for a different kind of leader, and that's why the polls are so tight. We're going to win this thing this fall. 
Uh, Glenn Youngkin, tell me how much you hear about the catastrophe in Kabul on the campaign trail and how is it expressed to you if people are discussing it with you? Well, I hear it everywhere we go. And, Hugh, let me just remind you that that uh, 700,000 veterans make Virginia their home. And, of course, we're the home to the Pentagon and the largest naval installation in the world. And Virginians broadly are absolutely uh, upset and, and cannot believe the, the path that this failed leadership in Washington under Joe Biden has just taken, which is to which is not only a, a, a catastrophe from a from a human human standpoint, but from an American standpoint. And on top of that, all of our veterans, I mean, think about the veterans who have who have served in Afghanistan and the families who have seen loved ones give pay the ultimate sacrifice. It's just so disrespectful. I'm curious, as as you're out on the as you're on the campaign trail, I am hearing just people that I walk around and see who recognize me and want to talk. They're just appalled that America's abandonment of the 20 year effort and of our Afghan allies. They're very worried about American citizens. Are you hearing the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. Hearing the same thing and uh, and sh- strong support for you know bringing these interpreters uh, uh, to a safe place. And in fact, Virginia is willing to. As governor, I'd be willing to. I'd be willing to accept them. It's one processed well and and uh, getting our Americans out. People cannot believe that Joe Biden has absolutely uh, so so uh, misled Virginia, mis- misled America and misled uh, our military efforts for the last 20 years in this result. Now, this is a a referendum on Democrats everywhere. As I said, I I believe that angst over the country's collapse and our Afghan allies will play out in the California recall and in Virginia. Terry McAuliffe is going to want to talk about spending money. He's your opponent. I'm not sure that any messaging can get through the wall-to-wall coverage. If it remains quiet in Afghanistan for a week and the withdrawal proceeds, we will return to domestic focus and begin to assess the complete collapse of credibility in the United States administration. But before this started, what were Virginians talking about and what do you think they'll be talking about afterwards? Well, the big issues in Virginia today, Hugh, are the issues that are facing uh, our country, but we see them in in an absolute uh, laser focus. In Virginia, we have a 20-year high in murder rate, and the defund police agenda uh, is alive and well. We've watched our our law enforcement be depleted. Uh, I visited last week with our Virginia State Police, and they're down over 300 officers, which is between 15 and 20 percent of their force. I hear it from law, law, uh, law heroes all over Virginia that we don't have the resources, we don't have the staffing, and as a result, we see violent crime going up. And Virginians are absol- absolutely focused on this issue because it's the safe communities that's the underpinning to having a great Virginia. We're, we're absolutely focused on our schools, and I'm telling you, Hugh, schools starting today in a lot of Virginia, and you know, we're going to make sure our schools stay open. My opponent, Terry McAuliffe, in fact, just, I'm, he's, a, he's a close the school guy. And get ready. You know, get ready. He's going to close our – he would close our schools as governor, and he would shut back down our economy uh, in the face of this Delta variant. And I believe we can take care of both lives and livelihoods in Virginia. But we have to keep things open. There will be no lockdowns when I'm governor. Uh, Glenn Youngkin, there's an there's a old saying that bankruptcy is a very long process until it happens overnight. 
And the collapse of democratic assumptions about their world is a very long process until it happens overnight. And it happened overnight in Kabul. I believe it's happened overnight about public schools. I think like overnight in almost the blink of an eye in the last two months, Americans have realized they're not running their schools. Other people are running their schools. It began in Loudoun County, but it's now everywhere. Uh, how often do you hear CRT talked about how often do parents intuit, even if there's no curriculum sitting in front of them, that the progressive worldview has infiltrated the classroom and is changing their children and before their eyes? Well, every day, every day, parents are upset by this issue. And, uh, and it's not just Loudoun County, although that has been ground zero, but it's been across this great Commonwealth. And I hear parents so concerned about making sure that as governor, I will get critical race theory out of our schools and we will actually have a real curriculum that teaches our children how to read and how to write. I mean, Virginia has the lowest standards in math and in reading in the country. And Terry McAuliffe did that to our children. He lowered the standards so he could just flow our kids through. It's, it is the soft bigotry of low expectations come alive in Virginia. And so we're going to get critical race theory out of our schools, and we're going to reinvigorate excellence in our school system when I'm governor. And I hear it every day on the campaign trail here. Now, Gov- uh, I call you governor. That's early, Glenn. All weekend long, anyone who drove around Arlington or Alexandria, and I believe as well other communities in northern Virginia, I didn't get farther than the airport and the streets, saw flooding everywhere they went. Now, there's been a lot of rain in Virginia, but not. Uh, it's not like Tennessee and North Carolina. It's not like a hurricane. There's just a lot of flooding. How, how is it that after all these years, they can't fix the flooding in northern Virginia? Well, we have we have just an amazing backlog of environmental projects that haven't progressed. And again, as governor, we have to finish the things that we've started and we see it all over. And we know we basically have raw sewage still flowing into into major, major water systems. And we have to fix that. And we're going to get moving on those things. Listen, delivering results as governor is what it's all about. I've been trained for 30 years to do this, to deliver results, not empty promises. My opponent, Terry McAuliffe, is so full of empty promises. I mean, he was talking about rural broadband back when he was running for governor last time and when he was governor, and they didn't make any progress. And we're going to prioritize these projects like rural broadband, like finishing these most important environmental projects and get them done. And this is what this is what leadership is about and why I've such so much enthusiasm on the campaign trail. Since I last spoke to you, I moderated a debate in the California recall. It went very well. We used Hughes rules. No question longer than 30 seconds. No answer longer than 75 seconds. No right of reply. It went very, very well. We ran a great debate along with Fox 11 in L.A. and it got done. What is going on on the debate front? I know you were willing uh, months ago to sit down with Terry McAuliffe anywhere with fair moderators. Where are we on debates? So I agreed to three debates. Um, Our first one that I agreed to was that was at Hampton University. It was supposed to be at the end of this month at this um, leading historical black uh, university uh, with their students in a town hall fashion. And Terry Kamalkoff wouldn't show up. He refused to attend. We do have one set for the 16th uh, of September and then turn around again for the 28th, I believe, uh, one in Grundy, Virginia, and then one back up in Fairfax. Um, I agreed to three, three debates, and Terry McAuliffe has actually bagged out of the first one already. Who is moderating these? Uh, I don't know the answer to that yet, Hugh. <laughs> but I know, I know that they're going to be great debates, and, uh, and we're going to have a chance to exchange great ideas. There's such a difference 
between the future that I see for Virginia and where Terry McAuliffe wants to take us back to. We have to press forward with best schools and, and safe neighborhoods and the absolute uh, uh, best jobs. And Terry McAuliffe is standing for things that is just going to move Virginia back to where we've, where we've come from, which we didn't like. Do you expect President Biden, as I said, his numbers have tanked because people have seen up close the difference between empty rhetoric and studio-controlled campaigns and the reality of a crisis. Do you expect the president to be in Virginia for his old friend Terry McAuliffe? Well, you know, he's already been. Uh, you know, that because this race is so tight, Terry McAuliffe already pulled that one out of the bag and uh, brought, brought President Biden in. I don't think it helps him at all, and I don't think it helps him going forward. I mean, President Biden's popularity and approval ratings have just absolutely cratered because everyone sees the failed, the failed administration that he's leading. We see the disaster in Kabul. We see inflation returning. We watch our economy be a, be a flash in the pan economy as opposed to a durable one. And uh, fiscal discipline has just left the building completely in Washington. And uh, I, I, Terry McAuliffe should bring Joe Biden. It only helps me. Uh, but you know, the reality is this race is between Terry McAuliffe and Glenn Youngkin, and Virginians are so ready for a change. By the way, Hugh, I'd invite everybody to follow this campaign. Come to our website, which is youngkinforgovernor.com, and get engaged with us and follow this race because we're about to do something incredibly important in Virginia, which is an elect a Republican governor and Glenn Youngkin and send a message across the country that Virginians, not just Republicans, but Virginians are going to vote on behalf of Americans and say this left liberal progressive agenda has no place. Youngkin for governor.com. Thank you, Glenn Youngkin. Keep coming back. We'll watch those debates with a great deal of interest. Thank you. You know why? Because he's a he, he's a total wannabe Donald Trump. This is all goes back to the 2020 election that somehow Trump steers. They put their tinfoil hats on and all of a sudden Trump really won the 2020 election. But you know what runs down our democracy and we shouldn't allow this to happen. But he said so much of the reason he's running for governor, his quote, is because of Donald Trump. He's been endorsed by Donald Trump four times. He said he's honored and pleased to have Donald Trump's endorsement. So, you know, he plays this game that he goes to his extreme people that he does on right-wing radio and talks about these issues and then tries to come here in Northern Virginia and pretend, oh, I'm some moderate. He's not. He's extreme on abortion, election integrity, and all these other issues. He is bought and paid for by Donald Trump. He wants to bring Donald Trump-style politics to Virginia, and we're not going to allow it. Mr. Youngkin, 30 seconds. Thank you. Thank you. So... Terry, you just made folks in Las Vegas a lot of money. And I know you love to go campaign there versus being here. But there's an over there's an over and under tonight. There's an over and under tonight on how many times you're going to say Donald Trump. And it was 10 and you just busted through it. That is a clip from last night's Virginia gubernatorial debate where Glenn Yuckin crushed Terry McAuliffe, not only on uh, McAuliffe's descent into chanting Trump, but especially on schools and public education. Glenn Youngkin, the next governor of Virginia, joins me now. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? I'm doing great, Hugh. Good morning to you. Thanks for having me back. Congratulations. I believe that um, your opponent, Terry McAuliffe, last night uttered the dumbest line I've ever heard in the history of debates. And I want to play it for the audience. It's at the end of Cut 29. This takes a minute, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, Glenn, Young and, uh, Glenn Youngkin and Terry McAuliffe last night, Cut 29. What we've seen over the course of the last 20 months is our school systems refusing to engage with parents. In fact, in Fairfax County this past week, 
We watched parents so upset because there was such explicit, sexually explicit material in the library they had never seen. It was shocking. And in fact, you vetoed the bill that would have informed parents that they were there. You believe school systems should tell children what to do. I believe parents should be in charge of their okay. kids' education. Mr. McAuliffe, 30 seconds. So first of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were because he's never been involved here in helping Virginia. But it was not. The parents had to write to veto bills, veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it, also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually you take books out and make their own decision. You vetoed it. So, to yeah, I parents, you stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Glenn Youngkin, I don't think parents should be telling schools what to, de- to teach. I'm gobsmacked by that. Could you believe he said that? I couldn't believe he said it, but it is absolutely at the heart of Terry McAuliffe's belief system. He believes that government and unions and school boards should be in charge of your children's lives. This is what he thinks, and parents shouldn't be engaged. This is why voters in Virginia are rejecting Terry McAuliffe, because they all recognize that he is a big government. I know better than you. I don't respect anything you believe from mandating everything to shutting schools, to shutting businesses, to teaching your children things that you know aren't right, but they're they're in Terry McAuliffe's mind, it's what they must know in order to be part of the Terry McAuliffe, part of the Terry McAuliffe clan. This is just the worst thing I've ever heard from, from anybody who's respecting family, respecting parents and respecting our children. That's why we're going to go win this. I'm going to stand up for teach for teachers, for students. I'm going to stand up for parents and make sure the parents are engaged in their children's education. Yeah, this is Northern Virginia. I voted for you yesterday. I happened to run into Mrs. Youngkin when I was early voting. It was nice to see her out working the polls early on the day of debate day. But there is a huge school race as well going on. There's school board races all over the state because people have had it with the left-wing education machine in Virginia. So when Terry steps on a rake, I don't think parents should be telling schools what to teach. Do we have the short version of that, by the way? I don't want to put words in Terry's mouth. I want, I want to get it exactly right. Do we have the short version yet? Um, okay, we'll work on that. So this is Northern Virginia. This has been rocketing Northern Virginia, where he must win a big margin, because you're going to win the, you are going to win the, west of this, the rest of the state very, very handily, Glenn Youngkin. Did, did he not know that education is issue number one in Northern Virginia? I think Terry is so out of touch. You know, he's made the calculus that he loses to Glenn Youngkin. And therefore, he just talks about Trump all the time from their earlier clip. He knows that he loses to Glenn Youngkin on all the issues because he has got a failed set of policies. You know, his policies, as he always talks about my 100 pages of policies, are the same ones he had in 2009, the same ones he had in 2013. It's going to cost Virginians $16 billion dollars a $5,400 tax increase for every Virginia family. And Virginia voters are rejecting him. And here we are in Northern Virginia, which has been absolutely ground zero on parental involvement in education over critical race theory, over books and libraries that are sexually explicit and shouldn't be in there. And Terry McAuliffe has the audacity to say that parents should be in, should not be involved in their kids' education. I mean, this is who he is. And this is why voters are going to reject him and elect me the next governor. 
Uh, I want to play another clip. Uh, it's another McAuliffe Whopper, and you call him on it, Cut 24, from last night's debate between my guest, Glenn Youngkin, Virginia's next governor, and the washed-up Terry McAuliffe, Cut 24. Businesses are not going to come to a state where they're putting walls up around their state. He's against gay marriage. He's against abortion. And that's his religious right. And I respect his right for his opinion. But I can tell you this. He cannot. The businesses that I brought to Virginia, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Microsoft, they are not coming to a state that discriminates against women. Thank you. They're not. Mr. McAuliffe, 30 seconds, Mr. Young. Yeah, thank you. Again, Terry, I just can't understand how you can just so comfortably lie to everybody. And let's just be clear. That's what you've been doing you, all night, you stood up. You stood up in front of a group of people and said that you would bring companies here because it was easier to get an abortion. You want to be the abortion governor. Let's be clear. Companies are not making these choices. Ford Motor Company decided to put four plants, $7 billion, two in Kentucky, one in Tennessee, and one in Georgia. They skipped Virginia. This is the legacy you've left Virginia. A dying economy, jobs that aren't for anyone, and you absolutely misunderstand what it takes to get companies to come so that Virginians can have the kind of future they deserve. Very quick. That was a killer, Glenn Youngkin. And I really, I know Terry McCall's been a grifter for a long time and and happy Terry, glad-handing Terry. But do you think voters get how bad it is for the state right now? I think they do, but you're banking on it. Well, I just, I think one of the things that we have to continue to do is tell the truth. And Terry doesn't. You know, he lies about his record, and he doesn't recognize the fact that we, for the last eight years, have been watching the states around us absolutely lap Virginia. They've grown 70 percent faster economically and created so many more jobs. I mean, over the last eight years, North Carolina's created eight times the job that Virginia has, and Tennessee six times the job. And we just saw it in spades yesterday when Ford Motor Company announces four new plants, and they put two in Kentucky, one in Tennessee, and one in Georgia. And they didn't even consider putting one in Virginia because they know that Terry McAuliffe's going to, if he were elected governor, going to get rid of right to work, force unionization on every Virginian. He, he's created a high tax, high regulation environment, and companies aren't coming. So I'm going to fix that. We're going to cut regulations. We're going to get our taxes down. We're going to get the cost of living down. We're going to make it easier to do business. And we're going to get companies to come here as opposed to skip over us and go everyplace else. And put Virginians, Virginians in a position where they have to leave in order to go get these jobs. Virginia's going to be the best place to live, work, and raise a family when I'm governor. You, you said we're going to welcome the Afghan refugees. You, and I'll play this later, that we need to teach our kids real history. But I want the audience to hear one more time before we lose you, Glenn Young. This is Terry McAuliffe stepping on the right, the short version, what he said. I think the line that will go down in debate history. Can you play the short version for me? I think it's the last cut. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. I want to put that on an endless loop, uh, Glenn Youngkin, because that if I've seen one issue royal the Commonwealth in the last year, it's parents telling school boards to listen to them. And you just heard Terry McAuliffe tell school boards to disregard parents. He, he, he told he told what's in his heart that he believes government and unions should be in charge of your children. That's what Terry McAuliffe believes. And that's why voters are going to reject him. We're bringing voters together. We're bringing Republicans and independents and Democrats. There's a reason why I'm winning the independents running away. There's a reason why so many Democrats are supporting me. It's because they're tired of this 40-year-old rhetoric that comes from Terry McAuliffe, who was literally the godfather of the modern-day Republican Party. 
that wants to tell everybody in America what to do. This is what he believes. This is why Virginians on behalf of America are going to reject him and chart a new path forward for not just the Commonwealth, but for our country. Congratulations on a big win last night, Glenn Youngkin. I think the momentum is clearly with you. Keep coming back in the closing three weeks. And, and, and Virginians, you can go vote early. The fetching Mrs. Hewitt and I did for Glenn Youngkin yesterday. Come right back, though. The Hugh Hewitt Show is live inside the Beltway. Welcome back, America. It's Hugh Hewitt from inside the Beltway, but in the Commonwealth of Virginia, where I've already voted for my next guest, Glenn Youngkin, to be the next governor of Virginia. Good morning, Glenn Youngkin. Welcome back to the Hugh Hewitt Show. Good morning, Hugh. Thank you for having me, and thank you for your vote. Oh, well, you're glad. You know, you always ask people for their votes. I love that that you do that. I want to throw at you the headline in Politico this morning. Are we blowing this? McAuliffe and friends plead for online cash. That's really not the kind of headline that Terry wants right now. Are we blowing this? Uh, But I think they've already blown it. What's your assessment of the momentum of the campaign right now? The momentum is huge. I mean, everywhere we go, the crowds are overwhelmingly big and we have to bust out of doors and windows and the venues we're in. We had we had an event on on Friday night in Chesterfield County. We thought maybe 500 people would show up at over a thousand people. Um, last night, we we're down in Hampton Roads and just big crowds all across Hampton Roads. And what we're seeing, of course, is Virginians coming together. It's not Republicans against Democrats anymore. It's Virginians standing up and pushing back on this less liberal uh, agenda that has dragged Virginia someplace. We don't we don't recognize it. Nobody wants it. People you know, I watched Virginia. the second debate. And when when Terry McAuliffe said, I don't think parents should tell school boards what they should teach. I thought game, set, match, but Glenn Youngkin's got to draw a line under it. And you did, and you have. And I think education is the number one issue in this race. I I think it is, too. And and by the way, parents, parents are absolutely angry about what's happening in the public school systems. And we've watched parents for the last 20 months uh, see what's happening in the classroom because their kids have been at home, not in the classroom, on the computer. And uh, parents have been fighting for their kids' rights. They've been fighting for them to get the schools open. They've been fighting for them to teach their children how to think and stop teaching them what to think. They've been fighting to, to make sure the materials that are in, the, in, the, in their curriculum in the library are appropriate. Terry McAuliffe doesn't believe in any of it. He wants to put government between parents and their children. He thinks that bureaucrats and politicians know better. And parents are basically rejecting it all over Virginia. And this is our moment, Hugh, for Virginia's parents to stand up for America's parents, because this same thing is happening all over America and we're going to send a real message uh, on, on November the 2nd when uh, Terry McAuliffe is sent home. I mean, I've always said the best jobs program in Virginia is to make sure that Terry McAuliffe doesn't have one. Yes. And Virginians are absolutely going to press forward with that agenda and uh, stand up for parents. I mean, Terry McAuliffe is, is the government between parents and children. And I am parents absolutely in charge of their children's education candidate. And uh, this is really sweeping us into victory. Let me speak for a moment. For directly to those commuters in Richmond and Virginia Beach and the Beltway area who are driving to work who happen to be black voters in Virginia, because I know they're angry with Terry McAuliffe, his dismissiveness of the uh, CRT questions from Anita, the African-American anchor at uh, last week's roundtable. Uh, ticked off a lot of people, but they some of them may be tempted to vote for Princess Blanding, who is the progressive African-American woman who is running from the left. Uh, I think they ought to vote for you. I really I I know you have run an inclusive campaign. I know you've welcomed all people. 
But when you improve the schools, you're going to improve it for every Virginian, uh, black and and Latino and uh, white and every ethnicity of which the Commonwealth has many. Yeah, we're going to we're going to invest in schools comprehensively, raise teacher salaries, invest in facilities, invest in special education. But we're also going to launch the most aggressive innovation charter school program, lab schools in the public school system where parents will have a choice. Do I want to send my child to my local high school or local junior high school or to a, or to a charter school? And we're going to bring an innovative curriculum. I was at Norfolk State University yesterday meeting with the leadership there, talking about the kinds of things that needed to go into the curriculum that would prepare children not just for college, but also for a career if they chose not to go directly to college. We have to, we have to come up with real innovation in our public school system. Within the public school system, there will be a record amount of funding going in. We can get this right, and we would invite all Virginians into, the, into this uh, movement, truly a movement. It's no longer a campaign. We've been endorsed by all organizations, small business, law enforcement, the Hampton Roads Black Caucus, uh, and we're just bringing all Virginians together to a better day. Terry McAuliffe also did not want to talk about police defunding since he has been endorsed by those people who are in favor of the crazy approach to policing, which is to get rid of it and to have prosecutors who don't prosecute. Has that come up in most of the town halls that you've talked about, or do most people stay focused on education? No, uh, safe communities is right near the top of the list. What we hear every every time we're sitting down listening is I want to make sure we get our cost of living down, Glenn. Please cut our taxes, the best jobs, the best schools, and the safest communities. And, and uh, our campaign's been endorsed by the Fraternal Order Police, the Police Benevolent Association, 50 sheriffs, 20 Commonwealth's attorneys. We've had four sheriffs switch parties and join the Republican Party. And when Terry McAuliffe embraces organizations like the new Virginia majority that wants to defund police and close prisons and is out knocking on doors for him, trying to get him votes based on that platform, and he refuses to denounce them, Virginians just recognize that not only does law enforcement not trust Terry McAuliffe, but they can't trust Terry McAuliffe. And we're going to go fund comprehensive law enforcement on day one higher salaries, better equipment, funded training. We're going to protect qualified immunity. We're going to invest into our mental health system. And, Hugh, we've got to start all over again with with our parole board, which has been out of control. I have a personal question, a wonkish question, and a political question to close up, Glenn Youngkin. The personal one, I met Suzanne Youngkin when I went to cast my early vote. Very impressed that you've got the family out doing early voting centers, saying hello to people. I hope the boys are out there and doing the same thing, but... Uh, she's your best weapon. I'm sure you know that. I know that. I, I married way up. She's amazing and has been campaigning all over. And, and what Suzanne, I think, has really tapped into is an extraordinary movement am- among women. Um, and women for, the Women for Glenn Coalition is giant. There's, gosh, more than 25,000 women engaged in it across Virginia um, who are going to workforce, who are showing up at early voting and volunteering. And by the way, um, providing resources when we need when we need folks to hand out literature, and Suzanne's been at the forefront of that, and she's just been an amazing partner. I owe her I owe her a vacation, Hugh. Oh yes, you do. And and uh, I was just impressed. Volunteer efforts are really some people look for yard signs, and you're doing very well on that. I'm not much of a yard sign believer. I'm a believer in people at tables outside of voting, early voting, and you had them. The wonkish question. If the infrastructure bill passes and some form of this trillion dollar extravaganza is going to pass, there's a lot of money for ports in there, for civilian ports. 
Can you do anything about Virginia's shipping capacity to make it the place where people want to ship as opposed to Savannah or Baltimore? We can, and we've got to first uh, get hold of some more money, but Virginia hasn't been expanding its port. It's just a mistake. We didn't expand it more. So we're going to continue to invest in our port. We've also got to invest in sites around our port that are ready to take businesses, manufacturing, so that so that raw materials can come into our port. They can literally be manufactured in Virginia and then exported out through our port. And then finally, we've got to continue to invest in our road system and connectivity to our port so that our port is a gateway for all of Virginia. It should be a real growth engine for all of Virginia. And we've just got to continue to invest in it and around it. Part two of that wonky question is very specific. The Woodrow Wilson Bridge is supposed to get four lanes of high occupancy, which will do a lot for the Beltway. Are you committed to that project, uh, Glenn Young? And I think it's for the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Uh, well, maybe the American, American Legion Bridge as well. That's what I meant. So yeah. we've got, yeah, we've got some really important bridge projects with the American Legion Bridge being top of the list. I've spoken with Governor Hogan. He's committed to getting it done. I'm committed to getting it done. So that we can, in fact, uncork that that uh, top of 495 and uh, get Virginians moving. Yeah, that that's like the nightmare bridge to go over. And I don't know their names are all bad, but that one's the nightmare. Last question is political. I had a question yesterday I hadn't anticipated. Some people believe Terry McAuliffe is running for president, that he thought he'd get a pass back to the state house and he'd be in line to replace Joe Biden. It, does that explain his lethargic? I, I mean, almost. Arrogance defines his campaign. Is it because he thought he would be running for president in three years? Well, I've heard that. I've heard that as well. You know, at the end of the day, I'm running. I'm running for governor of Virginia because I want to go work for all Virginians and get our cost of living down and get our jobs machine cranked back up and fix our schools and make our communities safe. And no one can figure out why Terry McAuliffe is running. And he probably does have higher office ambitions, which is not, are not going to work out for him. <laughs> And as Virginians come to the polls, they're really demonstrating they want a governor who's going to go work for them and be focused on Virginia. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Glenn Youngkin, always good to talk to you. Thank you. Let's check in one more time before Election Day. And I appreciate people. Early voting is open, right, all across the Commonwealth? All across the Commonwealth. You can join us at YunkinForGovernor.com. Again, it's YunkinForGovernor.com. This is not a campaign. It is a movement. It's not about me. It's about parents and Virginians. And uh, we're going to get our Commonwealth back moving in the right direction, make it the best state in America to live and work and raise a family. Join us at YunkinForGovernor.com. We need more volunteers. Thank you, Glenn Yunkin. I, I really get out there and do that, friends. Uh, if you're anywhere near uh, where I'm talking to you and I'm all over Virginia. I, yes, I have a vested interest in this race because I'm a Virginian. But every Republican in the United States ought to be supporting Glenn Yunkin. Every single independent and every single parent ought to be supporting Glenn Yunkin because you're going to show the way back on public education reform. YunkinForVirginia.com or YunkinForGovernor.com. Morning, glory, America. Bonjour. Hi, Canada. You do it live inside the Beltway. Standing by for the next governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. Uh, Glenn Youngkin is barnstorming, barnstorming out there. And I look forward to talking to him about the message in the crowds. It looks very good for Glenn Youngkin right now, even though it's a big ask to take a state that voted for Joe Biden by 10 points and flip it red. But the Virginia school issue is all encompassing. As Virginia's schools go, so goes the country school. And if the moms of Virginia and their husbands and their adult children get out and vote for Glenn Youngkin, 
the absurd school policies on CRT, but more importantly, on the quarantine and COVID will change and we will get to normalcy and children will not be abandoned to the vicissitude of educrats across the country. But you need to get Glenn Youngkin elected. Now, Glenn Youngkin was attacked last night by Joe Biden in loud, crazy terms that immediately lit up the Internet. Just as I was going to bed, I see that everybody is talking about Joe Biden going way over the top into hysterical shouting. And this is what the president said last night about uh, Glenn Youngkin, who's a center-right, amiable, very smart fellow. Cut number 17. Just to look how he's closing his campaign. He's gone from banning a woman's right to choose to banning books written by a Pulitzer Prize and Nobel Prize winning author, Toni Morrison. Of course, the Glenn Youngkin has not proposed that. He also was attacked this way by Joe Biden last night. Cut 18. Extremism can come in many forms. Can come in the rage of a mob driven to assault, driven to assault the Capitol. It can come in a smile and a fleece vest. This is this is the most absurd thing I've heard in the campaign. I am joined now by the next governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. Good morning, Glenn. How are you? I'm doing great. I've got a smile on and a fleece vest this morning. I know. You know, I don't let extremists on my radio show. There's never been one on, so I, I've got to worry about you now. You're about as extremist as Larry Hogan. Uh, and everyone in Virginia will understand that immediately. Why is the president shouting at you, uh, Glenn Young? Well, because it's it's the it's the last ditch effort of a failing campaign. I mean, they are desperate. You know, Hugh, they're looking at the exact same numbers we are. You know, the polls that everybody's seeing today have us uh, neck and neck, but those are trailing polls, and they're looking at the same internal numbers we are, which we are surging. And the polls are going to be coming out over the next few days are just going to show exactly what's happening is us moving ahead, well ahead. And they're just grasping for their last ditch efforts. They're doing what they only, only thing they know to do, which is to literally go back to the, the 43 year playbook that Terry McAuliffe wrote for the Democratic Party. He wrote this. I mean, he's the godfather of all of this. He wrote it. And so they have to go back to their to their dog whistle issues of of accusing people of being extremist and, and, you know, calling us racist and everything else. It's all they got. It's all they've got. And it's not working. Virginians aren't buying it, Hugh. They're not buying it. Now, I was explaining to the audience, Glenn Youngkin, that as Virginia's schools go, so will the schools of the rest of the country. In other words, if you arrive in Richmond with the authority and the ability to get schools into a coherent situation, both as to CRT and to COVID, it will spread. It will spread across the country. So it's up to Virginia's moms to put you in. How do you feel about that? Well, this is this is the defining issue down the stretch, because at the end of the day, Terry McAuliffe can't explain why he thinks parents shouldn't have a role in their kids' education. He just can't do it because there's no explanation. All he wants is big government to stand between parents and their kids so that they, in fact, can continue to do what the left liberal progressive party wants to do, which is which is to keep individual rights in the, in the drawer and have big government decide everything. That's what it is. And, and oh, by the way, Hugh, this education issue flies right in the face of, of the entire left establishment. I mean, it's not just big government. It's Hollywood. It's everybody else. And so this is why down the stretch here, this basic issue of parents having a fundamental right to be engaged in their kids' education is one that Terry McAuliffe can't explain because he knows the answer is just so offensive to so pe- so many people. Why he thinks big government should should uh, impose on parents' rights and why parents are all standing up with us. 
I mean, this is not a campaign. It is a movement now. It is a movement. And I was called last night by my daughter who saw my schedule and said, please ask Glenn Youngkin if he will get the Virginia schools some common sense on COVID. Now, two of my three grandchildren have COVID, but the the oldest one who hasn't and has tested negative four times can't go to school for 24 days in Virginia. Uh, and so I'm curious, Glenn Youngkin, have you heard the the quarantine rules along with the CRT in Loudoun County, along with the attempt to marginalize parents at Terry McAuliffe, have you heard that the COVID rules are driving moms crazy? Yeah, I mean, parent, parents have had it. They've just had it across the board. I mean, think about it. You had started with parents standing up for one simple basic request, open our schools. And last spring, the, the uh, left liberal progressive leaders wouldn't open the schools when, when we saw schools open across the country and Virginia's kids were falling behind. And, and then all of a sudden they got to see during, during this pandemic what was being taught to their children and said, wait a minute, you're teaching my children what to think? No, 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 no. You've got to teach my kids how to think. That's my goal. It's my right to, to, to tell my kids and discuss at dinner tables what we think as a family. And then all of a sudden, here we have the schools again. There's still there's I mean, I had parents yesterday walking up. I got to get my kids back in school, please. They're being sent home for no reason. At the end of the day, Hugh, this is fundamentally about parents rights. And Terry McAuliffe doesn't believe that parents should have any. And it's not about anything else. They're going to conflate this issue with a whole bunch of other topics because it's all they've got. And let me just be really clear. Parents have a fundamental right to be engaged in their kids' education, and Terry McAuliffe doesn't believe so. That is that is what he said. He's attempted to run away from it. It's always a good rule of thumb that if your opponent is talking about you and your uh, arguments on the closing stretch, you, Glenn Youngkin, are winning. Now, over the weekend, I don't know what they're going to hit mail TV with. I saw President Obama pop up during the Browns game on Thursday night. So I'm sure they're flooding the airways. But you have got a bus tour going. I don't know where you are today. Your schedule is remarkable. And poor Terry McAuliffe is limping around the Virginia Arlington Park, which is five minutes from the White House and calling it a campaign stop. And they barely had a thousand people there. I think they had 300 people there. What do you do in the final days with, with the weekend ahead of you, with the last sprint ahead of you? Well, we're 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 on day five of a 10 day bus tour. And it is so much fun, Hugh. First of all, the crowds are huge. And today today we're in Roanoke and uh, and we start we, we travel around Roanoke. We end up in Christiansburg tonight. The crowds are huge, and, and I'm meeting with voters, and it's not just Republicans. It's independents. It's Democrats. I mean, Hugh, we are winning the independents by double digits. Democrats are literally flocking to our side, and this is because we're talking about the issues that are most important to Virginians. Yes, schools and parents' rights, but also low taxes and the best jobs and safe communities. And oh, by the way, how about government that works for us and doesn't tell us what to do all the time? This is what Virginians want to talk about. And this is why Terry McAuliffe, all he can do is bring in another personality after another personality, throw rock concerts or anything he can do in order to try to get people to show up. But people are not showing up for him because there's no energy, there's no enthusiasm, and there's no desire to have Terry McAuliffe back as their next governor. Now, we cover Virginia with this show, so I want to know, is early voting still underway in Virginia? I voted for you for weeks ago. Uh, I'm a Virginian. I voted for you weeks ago. Is early voting like I use still available to people? It is. Early voting is still available. Please come vote. It'll be it'll be open through into the weekend, but then it'll then it'll stop on Monday and then we'll have the final day on Tuesday, November 2nd. And I invite everybody to come out and vote. What we're seeing in early voting is that turnout from Terry's supporters is way down. It's much lower than anybody could have possibly anticipated. Turnout for me continues to be strong. And uh, it's just showing up in every single aspect of this of this race from polls to early voting to enthusiasm and events and 
And uh, there's something big happening. We're about to make a huge statement that Virginians are going to stand up and make a big change for a new day, for a day where Virginia soars and doesn't settle. And that's what Virginians are after. If you campaign like a king, as Terry McAuliffe has, you end up being a beggar of votes on Tuesday. And that's what's going to happen. I mean, he just thought he was going to walk into this race, Glenn Youngkin. So my, my last question to you is, in terms of what you can do quickly about the schools, because, you know, you got the Loudoun County violence, the assaults inside of school bathrooms. You've got the CRT issues all over the state. You've got the court. How quickly can you move on the education front when you win if people turn out and vote for you on Tuesday? Well, quickly, we're going to announce a new secretary of education and a new superintendent, state superintendent of the schools by December 1st. We're actually going to call for a task force of, of uh, uh, school leaders, teachers, students, parents, law enforcement to be convened and meet during December and January and add to our day one plan. But our day one plan is really clear. On day one, we're going to raise expectations. We're going to make sure that schools are well-funded. We're going to raise teacher pay. We're going to fund into, fund into crumbling buildings. We're going to fund into special education. We're going to press forward and launch our, our, uh, our, our charter school initiative, which is for 20 new innovation charter schools on day one. And we're going to work on curriculum on day one. And we are going to change curriculum. We're not going to allow critical race theory in our schools. And we're going to teach all history, all history going forward. Glenn Yucca, great to have you on. I'll talk to you again before the campaign wraps up on Tuesday a couple of times, I hope. Hey, Virginians, get out and vote early today. I've already voted. Go vote for Glenn Youngkin. Do your part to turn Virginia around and get the schools back to common sense curriculum and back getting kids into classes. I'll be right back on The Hugh Hewitt Show. That concludes today's episode of The Interview with Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening. Make sure you come back and check out all the other podcasts on the Salem Podcast Network. And remember to thank our sponsors, andrewandtodd.com. If you believe in long-form interviews like I do, then do your real estate transactions with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian. I've known both men for a long time. Andrewandtodd.com. Go there, answer a couple of questions. They'll tell you what's best to do with your house or call them at 888-888-1172. You'll be glad you did and you'll be glad that you listened to the next episode of The Interview. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.